Hello, and welcome back to the West Side Stories podcast. I'm your host, Allison Olisted, and today on the podcast, we're discussing a somewhat weighty topic, the Jordan and Houston cemeteries. Sally Ortges, Department Director, and Dave Sadler, Superintendent of Parks, fill me in on all that goes into managing these two city properties. They also touch on some very interesting history about the families the cemeteries are named after. And just a heads up that you might hear a few kids in the background of this episode since we recorded this session in a study room in the West Des Moines Library. With so much progress happening in our city, it's difficult to find a quiet place to record, which in my opinion is a great problem to have. So sit back to listen and learn as you enjoy this episode titled Resting in Peace. Welcome to Dave Sadler and Sally Orkies. Um, both of you have been on the podcast before, so it's uh, Dave the second time for you. And Sally, how many now? I don't even know. Oh, I'm just a podcast veteran. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us back, Allison. <laughs> Anytime. Today's podcast topic is um, one that kind of fits in with the month of October with Halloween and everything. And what we're talking about today is our department's role in cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of people sometimes don't think of Parks and Rec as a place where cemeteries fall to. But first of all, is it are we different in that? Or is it pretty common for like a Parks and Rec department to oversee cemeteries? I think it's actually more common than people might think. Okay. And, you know, part of that revolves around Parks and Recreation Departments providing maintenance of cemeteries, and then along with that comes the operational side. Mm -hmm. And in our case, um, we provide the operations for two cemeteries here in West Mm -hmm. Des Moines. And you like to see, or you like to say, Sally, that um, we really do provide service for people from the cradle literally to the grave, right? This is where that grave part comes in. That's right. (laughs) In this case, that's true. Yes. So let's first start. uh, Let's talk about Jordan Cemetery first. Um, It's the bigger of the two cemeteries. It's the one that um, burials are still happening in. What's a little bit of a history? How did we even get to have this cemetery? Well, the history of, you know, West Des Moines really goes back to our founding family, which mm-hmm. is the Jordan family. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cemetery was really started by James Cunningham Jordan okay. as both a burial area for his family, mm-hmm. but also for the burial of other pioneer families that might be heading west. Hmm. Um, and James Jordan and his family came here to settle and Records say that on his first night here, he camped under two large oak trees um, where he later erected a log cabin and then started building the house that we all know and love, the Jordan House. Absolutely. um, Back in 1850 to 1870. Okay. And you and I know that house and uh, James Jordan's history very well because we both, I currently serve on and... Um, the West Des Moines Historical Society Board, and you were previous to me as a city liaison. So we know a lot about the Jordan family. So I'm just going to put a little plug in there for if you are wondering why the Jordan name is used around West Des Moines so much, visit the Jordan house and you'll learn a lot about our community that way. So 
it kind of ties into obviously the cemetery, but that is not the historical societies. That is the cities. Yes, it so, is. Okay. So but, how did that happen? Well, the Jordan Cemetery remained under ownership of the Jordan family until 1880. And okay. at that time, the Jordan Chapel Cemetery Association was formed. Hmm. And so it was really run by a board of trustees, and there okay. were seven trustees that managed the cemetery. Hmm. Um, starting in about 1920, records show that the trustees started asking um, the town of Valley Junction okay. for help with funding the cemetery. So, you know, who knows? They may have just been having trouble um, right. maintaining it. Right. And um, you might note that it was Valley Junction back right. then. Right. And, and before not, that, not it, was West even, it was Walnut Township. Yes. So yeah, yeah, Walnut Township to Valley Junction to West Des Moines. And so in the 1920s, the town of Valley Junction started making financial contributions to the cemetery. Okay. And um, in 1938, Valley Junction became West Des Moines. Okay. And annexed Jordan Cemetery in 1960. Okay. Interesting. So essentially, the city has been charge of it since 1960. In 1965, actually, the trustees mm -hmm. of the cemetery asked the city of West Des Moines to take over the uh, maintenance and operation of the cemetery. So that's actually when it became uh, the, the responsibility of the okay. city to do that. And at that time, there were 4,600 spaces uh, that were part of the cemetery. Wow. Yeah. But then um, in 2000, um, the year 2000, there was an addition on the far west side. Hmm. And we went through a platting and design process hmm. to make sure we got them spaced and got them located correctly, uh, or hmm. the, the markers yeah. and the corners and things. Uh, and that opened up 1,500 uh, new spaces. Okay. Yeah. And that's the portion that you are still having burials in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, primarily. There's still a lot of spaces that are purchased okay. on the older section, and there are still burials that are happening over there. And coincidentally, there are still Jordans that are being family members that are being buried okay. in the older section. But a lot of the new spaces that are purchased are mm -hmm. actually in the new mm -hmm. section of the cemetery. So I know I've been interested in the cemetery. There's kind of specific portions or specific areas. What are some of that you've noticed um, besides the, the old, very historic parts? There's some that I think was very sad with lots of infants, right? Mm -hmm. And um, what are there any other areas or groups of burials that you've noticed? Uh, yeah, you mentioned the area where a lot of babies were buried. Mm -hmm. And you know, many of those are from around the same mm -hmm. time period. Mm -hmm. And then in one corner of the cemetery, there are quite a few um, Hispanic families hmm. that are buried there. Okay. And, you know, West Des Moines has a rich history mm -hmm. right. um, with our Hispanic heritage. And right. So that is just, you know, played out mm -hmm. even at Jordan Cemetery. Yeah. Interesting. So considering it still is, you can buy plots in the newer portion, technically you can't buy plots in the old portion anymore, correct? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Actually, lots of, in the old, older section have mm -hmm. not been available for years. Okay. And that, that's why we added the new addition okay. so that we could offer spaces sure. for sale. Sure. How much is a plot? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the uh, full-size plots are $1,400, and then there actually are four sections in the new cemetery that are for cremation plots. Okay. And those plots are $400 each. So there's a there's quite a variety yeah. um, of areas within the new section that okay. people can look at, too. And how many would you say a year yeah. that you're, you end up doing uh, around once a month? Um, yeah, probably I average lately probably 12 to 15 burials a year. So okay. it's not a ton, but it, right. it kind of varies. You know, right. Some months we can have none, and some mm -hmm. months we can have two or three or four mm -hmm. burials in a particular month. Yep. And then as far as sales goes, mm -hmm. we're in that 20 to 25 okay. um, sale sales of plots per year. Too, okay. So. Uh, and uh, coincidentally, when we went to start recording today, we had to wait because you actually got a phone call from someone that needed their burial plot to be dug, correct? And it just happens, both of you know, because Sally uh, used to uh, be in charge of the operations of the cemetery as the superintendent of parks. And now Dave's the superintendent of parks and it's just any time, right? Mm -hmm. you, you just don't know and you have to be ready to go. Yeah. They're very, very random. Honestly, they mm -hmm. come at all different times of the day. And, mm -hmm. and um, usually we get a call from a funeral home that's lining it up. And like okay. this particular weekend, it's Monday today. And we had, Somebody call on Friday oh. for a funeral today on Monday. Oh, okay. And then, um, so we had to line it up. So it was being dug yesterday on Sunday. Interesting. Okay. And on top of that, we got a lot of rain yesterday. So, right. um, you know, sometimes that can be challenging mm -hmm. too to get it dug and to get it filled back mm -hmm. in in wet conditions. Mm -hmm. So that's actually what the phone call was. Okay. Okay. Just to let me know he didn't tear things up too bad, but right. there was some damage that was done getting to the... Wall. And am I correct in saying that when you get a call, you physically or someone goes out and marks where they are to dig? Yeah. A lot of times I will do that depending mm -hmm. on how much time we have okay. and depending on where they're located. If they're close to a corner marker, I will mark those. If they're out in the middle of the cemetery mm -hmm. and we have a little more time mm -hmm. um, before the actual uh, funeral and the graveside service, we have a contract survey company that comes oh. in and actually marks them. Oh, okay. And some areas are a little harder right. to locate. So if there's ever any question... From right. my standpoint, I want to have the surveyor do it <laughs> right. to make sure it's done right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just thinking through, okay, we, we're a fun department, right? We have fun. We have great camps and programs and activities. And and you're sitting at your desk planning wonderful things and building things, and you get the phone call. Mm -hmm. How do you switch those emotions to sometimes meet the families, right, that are dealing with things? How do you, I mean... That has to be a bit difficult. Yeah, it was hard mm -hmm. at first and remained hard for mm -hmm. all the years I did it. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't something that was necessarily awful to do. In mm -hmm. fact, it, it felt more of just kind of a privilege to get mm -hmm. to do it hmm. because you're helping people. You mm -hmm. know, even with what we do every day, we help people. Right. We help right. people enjoy life. Mm -hmm. Well, right. Right. this is just a different way that we mm -hmm. can help people. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I, I will tell you that there were times where, you know, it was such a hard situation for the families that mm -hmm. I was helping that 
I mean, there'd be times I honestly, I would cry all the way back mm-hmm. from the cemetery to city hall to my office. Right. Right. But again, it just went back to that feeling of being able to be helpful to mm. families on what could possibly be one of the worst days right. of their lives. Right. I mean, I appreciated being able to do that and it really felt mm-hmm. like an honor. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to pass that honor along <laughs> to Dave Sadler here. So have you found when in the last couple of years you just have to how how have you learned what techniques or how do you just make that switch? Well you just have to transition quickly Mm -hmm. you know i'll be working on Mm -hmm. a number of different things and Mm -hmm. you get the call and need to meet someone out there to pick out a plot Mm -hmm. or either somebody that's recently deceased or Mm. even recently the last couple weeks i had one that they were in hospice yeah yeah so they're Mm. they're preparing Mm -hmm. to bury a loved one Mm. and it's hard it's difficult but you just you just do it. You empathize mm-hmm. and you help them out. And as Sally said, it's rewarding to be able to help somebody through yeah. that. Yeah. And I even find in pre-need, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times older folks will go out and yeah. purchase a plot pre-need. Mm-hmm. And even those times can be somber. Some of those yeah. discussions can be a little bit more um, difficult to have. But the, I just uh, ensure them they're doing the right thing yeah. and they're doing it for their kids and yeah. and so they don't have to deal with it at a, at a later time, yeah. you know, hmm. under under duress or stress or right. sadness. Right. This part of that process is done. Hmm. So, yeah, I find that's rewarding, too, just to help people through yeah. that process as yeah. well. We're talking about lots of burial spots, right? How do you know who is where? Specifically, even in the old ones, like how do you keep track of all of that? Like, because obviously, way back when they did not have the technology we do now, so how did they keep track of who's buried where? Yeah, I'll, I'll let Sally do the old school and then I'll, <laughs> how we used to do it, and I'll kind of touch on our new software system. Well, it you know it used to be done just with this huge book that we still have that, okay. where they just recorded every purchase every burial and then it kind of transitioned into index cards that were made up for each plot of eight different lots okay a lot of that older information we had to rely on very few details Hmm. and really the information that we use today is based upon the markers that are out there Hmm. and a survey that was done of those markers. And because of that, there are still some questions. Sure. The city did not own the cemetery, you know, Mm -hmm. from when it was started in 1855. For over a hundred years. Right. We didn't take it on Mm -hmm. until a hundred years later. Mm -hmm. So we do the best with what we've got. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that we can do today is make sure that all of our records right. are correct right. and every burial that happens now and every mm. sale that happens now is very well documented. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you go about doing that, Dave? Well, now, this day and age, there's computer software that specializes in sure. cemetery management. It's called SIMS, Cemetery okay. Information Management System. Okay. And it's pretty slick. It's pretty handy. And all of our records now, all of our transactions, when they get purchased, 
um, all of the burials, a lot of the information. Anytime somebody calls, mm -hmm. I document notes in there mm -hmm. just to document my conversations. Uh, all of the, the, the monuments and headstones mm -hmm. and things are documented. And okay. I have images, or we have images that are put in there. Okay. So there's a lot of information in there for managing it, and it's a lot easier now. And mm -hmm. that's, we, we put in all the older stuff that Sally was talking about, all of the info mm -hmm. on the index cards in there. Okay. Um, but the, it's only as good as the information we right. have. So sometimes we have burials in the older part of the cemetery where mm -hmm. it's a little subjective. To, yeah. You know, we get them close, and obviously we get them in the right place, but mm -hmm. it's, it's not as perfect. It's not as clean cut sure. as it is in this new section where we have survey markers and pins that are out there that give us good reference points that okay. we can measure from. And literally we get it, we get it set, you know, exactly exact in the right points. spots. Okay. So just to back up, uh, you said, so there's plots and then there's lots, right? Is that what you were calling them? So, and you said eight plots to a lot. There are actually tracks, blocks, oh man, lots and plots. Sometimes wow. called spaces. And sometimes we call them spaces. <laughs> wow. Goodness. And do you find, have you found very many families that will purchase like a whole group of them so they can all be together like the Jordans are and like, okay. Yeah. So that's kind of the that purpose happens. of it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Sometimes that happens. Do you think there are any spaces that potentially were never marked? I'm thinking way back old, right? 1850s and... And is that one reason why you don't want to use that old area for any more burials in case you were to find something? <laughs> yeah, there are there are a number of kind of undesignated spaces that uh -huh. you know don't have an owner listed for them. Um, hmm. They might be in an area where um, space is a little tight. And so, yeah, the decision was made pretty early on that mm -hmm. we just are not going to sell anything in that right. older section because, you know, you some, of, some of that we yeah. don't know. Yeah. So yeah. we're focusing more on sales than in that new edition. Okay. Mm -hmm. So are there any major rules or policies that Jordan Cemetery has that might be different from other cemeteries? Or this sounds... Uh, to say, but like, why would I choose Jordan Cemetery over other cemeteries? Mm -hmm. What would make me seek out purchasing a plot there? Yeah, I would say probably the biggest thing with Jordan Cemetery is that we allow the upright monuments. Okay. Um, a lot of cemeteries in the area are just the flush the mount, mm -hmm. or the flush mount markers. Mm -hmm. And although our cremation plots are just flush mount, those are smaller okay. plots, all of the larger full-size plots do allow the upright monuments. And that seems to be what uh, one reason why people come okay. to the cemetery. And really, people like the history behind it. Yeah. I hear a lot yeah. of people say, mm -hmm. I really love the history behind it. Mm -hmm. um, it's got some a little bit of topography mm -hmm. from the old cemetery to the new section. Mm -hmm. Um, it's got some really nice trees that wrap around the backside and even in the older part of the cemetery um, that, pe that people gravitate towards too. Mm -hmm. And it's right in the middle of the town. So right. people like to have it that close if they want to come right. um, you know, yeah. see their loved ones or the monuments of their loved ones. They're, they're close. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. another reason too. So Tell me about decorations, all that. How much of that's allowed? We obviously allow decorations, the 
you know, the dried flowers or the silk flowers mm -hmm. and other things as well. Um, but twice a year, we go through and we do a total cemetery cleanup. Okay. And that includes anything that's not permanently affixed to the, the monument. Okay. And um, we send out postcards ahead of time because mm -hmm. sometimes there's some sentimental items that people want. Sure. Sure. So we send out postcards to everyone, and okay. then um, a couple weeks later, we go in, we clean it up, and the process basically starts over again, where okay. they start putting flowers and things sure. back out there. But it's just one of those things, um, it needs to be done a couple times a year, because it just gets cluttered. Mm -hmm. The flowers get kind of faded and yeah. old, and they fall, and they blow off. Yeah, and okay. Makes it hard to, to do their weed eating mm -hmm. around the monuments, too, okay. so we have to do that a couple times a year. So speaking of that, since you don't or that, you know, we don't require the flush mount. The maintenance has to be kind of tricky, right? Mowing around everything and weeding around everything. Like, who does that? Well, that is city staff. Our folks, uh, maintenance folks, are actually in public services, and they take care of that. And they basically mow it once a week. And it okay. is quite labor-intensive. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, a couple of people that have done this for years and they do a fantastic job mm. and quite honestly they don't complain about it mm. yeah <laughs> they just do it they they go mm -hmm. out and mm -hmm. they mow it and they weed eat around every headstone mm. and sometimes I look at it and go wow this isn't mm. that's it's a, a lot of work mm -hmm. a it lot is. of work but they have a system mm -hmm. and they do great. They okay. really, they do. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we coordinate anytime we have a burial or mm -hmm. if I'm ever out there with, on a sale, they're very um, aware mm -hmm. of what's going on. When there is a burial, I communicate with them. So they're mm -hmm. not out there at that same time. Yeah. And then yeah. if they ever see me out there, they just kind of mm -hmm. leave for a while or go off to the other side. Hmm. So If I, I don't have any family that I know of in the Jordan Cemetery, but let's say I want to do some research, genealogy, and can I, without having to call you and make you get into the system, can I find any information on my own? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can. Actually, that SIMS okay. software has a public viewing portal, I think they call it, and it's where you can go in and get limited information. You can't get all the details that, that okay. we put in there, but... You can get uh, where people are buried, their names, um, okay. and just some of the basic information on them. Okay. And that is located through the city's website. If you go to the city of West Des Moines website um, under Parks and Recreation, Jordan Cemetery is okay. where you can find that okay. information. Now, let's say uh, a headstone I noticed there, my family's headstone all it fell down, it has cracked, it's in disrepair. Whose responsibility is that? Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, um, the headstones are actually owned by the, the people that own the plots. So it is actually their responsibility if there are ever any issues with the headstones. Okay. And do you just kind of then not touch them when that happens? Or just kind of let them be? Yeah, generally just let them be. If okay. It's, if it's a minor thing, I might do some of it, but right. really it's it's got to be something that, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, to straighten it up a little right. bit, I can do right. that, but to actually get in and fix things and re-level them, and right. I just, we can't get into that, because there's obviously a lot. There's yeah. a lot out there. Yeah, okay. And a lot of them are really old. Right, so, right, okay. Yeah. So that covers a little bit of Jordan Cemetery, but we often forget to talk about another cemetery that the city owns, which is Houston Cemetery, spelled H-U-S-T-O-N. What's the story about that cemetery? 
Well, Houston Cemetery is probably best known as the cemetery in the middle of the road. Okay. That's what the locals call it. <laughs> and it was named after the Houston family that settled out in Dallas County. So oh, okay. you kind of had the Jordans mm -hmm. here on the Polk County side of West Des Moines mm -hmm. and starting that area. But the Houston family was out on the west side of okay. what is now West Des Moines. Okay. They ran a stagecoach station, hmm. and James B. Houston was also a postmaster. So that's where people would come to, to pick up their mail. Okay. Another interesting fact, and we didn't really get into this about James Jordan, uh -huh. but um, James Houston was also a conductor on the Underground Railroad. So, oh, which James to Jordan. James Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So, really, um, their home that's located, that is located actually still today. Still there and um, still a residence? Like, yes. people are living in it. Okay. Yes. It was really served as an underground railroad. Very spot. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Houston was also, I thought this was kind of interesting, he was very involved in um, the state's first school for the deaf. Huh. Um, because several of his children um, had hearing impairments. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. He had some some kind of cool history uh -huh. there. Uh-huh. And then the cemetery was not started as a family cemetery, but was thought to have started when a pioneer family was moving through mm -hmm. um, from the West, and um, two of their children were buried in, in Houston Cemetery. Mm, okay. Huh. And there are only 11 people buried there. 11, okay. So tiny, tiny mm -hmm. little cemetery. Mm -hmm. And no room for any more burials. We don't right. Okay. sell spaces in Houston. And do we have the information on who's buried there? Do Or is that with the Houston family? Or is it? Yeah, we, know. we do. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So then what's the city's role in it since it's not no more burials, but is it just maintenance then, essentially? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, just to maintain it. Okay. And what does that all entail, Dave? Well, up until this point, the last several years, mm -hmm. we repair the fence that gets run over. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, no, yeah. being in the middle of the in road. The of right, the road, right. <laughs> fence had been hit a lot oh. through the years, so we, we would repair that. But Coming up now, um, it, it, those who have lived in West Des Moines know these sleepy little roads mm -hmm. and the little gravel roads at some point turn into these larger roadways. Yeah. And the east-west road through there is Mill Civic Parkway, which is obviously a large corridor yeah. in the city of West Des Moines. So the cemetery, it was decided, would no longer be in the middle of the road, but the whole intersection would move to the north and to the east. Okay. So that cemetery will no longer be in the middle of the road. It will be on the southwest corner of that intersection. Okay. But just to be clear, the cemetery is not moving. Right. Because sometimes people think that. Right. The cemetery is not moving. It's staying right where it's at. The road is the moving. Intersection. The intersection. The okay. intersection is moving, like okay. Dave said. Right. We're not going to disturb anything. No. That is there. Absolutely not. Okay. So in addition to that, Allison, we're actually going to be doing some improvements, and we haven't got all the details figured out yet, mm -hmm. but as part of the road construction project, we're actually putting in a parking lot in that area, oh. and there are some trails, some side path trails that are hmm. along Mills and 88th Street, so they will intersect in that area, so it'll 
kind of become yeah. a little bit of a trailhead, uh, not the cemetery, but the parking lot sure. off to the side will become a trailhead. Okay. And then we're going to be doing some improvements to the cemetery, and we're going to uh, try to do them historically accurate as sure. much as possible. We Absolutely. have a section of the old fence we're going to try to replicate, and we're going to do it right. We right. want to do a nice entry gate, mm -hmm. and because it's going to be really visible from two major roadways, both north, south, and east, west. So, right. Right. Um, we want it to look nice and okay. be historically accurate. And it's just been, I don't want to say neglected, but it's its just in the middle of a road, one right. being a gravel road. Right. So right. It just, it's not really been highly maintained. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I mean, we mow it and take care of it, of course, sure. but uh, we just want to kind of ratchet it up a little bit from a maintenance standpoint, too. When will that be happening? Well, the road construction is going right now. It's under okay. construction. That uh, project will be done uh, sometime next year, probably spring, summertime. Okay. And then um, we'll be following that up with some improvements to the cemetery at that time. Okay. Interesting. Um, what else, anything else you guys can think of regarding cemetery management, cemetery conferences? <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't think Dave's got in on a cemetery conference. No, I've not gone to one yet. I probably but, could learn a lot. I'm sure I could. Mm -hmm. so I need to... Yeah, I got in on a few of those. Um, our past administrative secretary, Susan Greenwood, and I would, would head off to cemetery conferences uh -huh. and actually did learn a lot. And it was, sure. um, it was interesting just being in the parks and recreation area and then hanging out with people who manage cemeteries. Right. Um, it's not as bad as it sounds. Like, yeah. I think the first time we went, we were expecting something far different okay. than what it actually turned out to be. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a topic that uh, it sounds like everybody you've dealt with, whether it's staff or maintenance staff or whatever, deals with a great deal of respect mm -hmm. that is involved mm -hmm. with anything which I think is awesome, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, that has to be mm -hmm. at the top. Like, mm -hmm. you always have respect mm -hmm. for, you know, the place, mm -hmm. for the people who are buried there, for the families mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. have people buried there. Yeah. Has there been much vandalism that you have to deal with? No. no. That's Thank great. Goodness. That's great. Thank goodness. I know other cemeteries aren't mm -hmm. so fortunate. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we want to mm -hmm. keep our cemeteries vandalism free right right which again goes back to the respect thing so mm -hmm. well i appreciate all that you guys do and the city does and and takes us on and um how it's handled and done managed very well um from what i hear and see and you guys do great jobs with that even um Though it's probably not the most fun part of your job, but you just said it is a privilege. So uh, thank you for sitting down and talking about it. If people are interested in purchasing, Dave, should they just give our office a call? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. They call the front office at 222-3444. Okay. And then Miranda or Anna will send them to me and I'll either meet them out there or sometimes folks will look on the website and kind of have a general idea where sure. they want to be. Okay. And sometimes they just, they know right away, they come in and they purchase Okay. right there. Or I'm glad to meet people out there and kind of walk through the, the cemetery and, mm -hmm. and just look at different areas in mm -hmm. the cemetery and go from there. Okay. Well, great. Well, thanks for sitting down and talking about it. And uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk to you another time. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Allison. Thanks, Allison.
Did you realize that there is such rich history surrounding these two West Des Moines cemeteries? I, for one, find this topic to be surprisingly interesting, and I know I could ask Dave and Sally many more questions, but I'll have to save those for a future episode. As Dave stated, you can find the Public Facing Cemetery Information Management System application on the city's website at wdm.iowa.gov. And if you want to learn more about West Des Moines history, Google the West Des Moines Historical Society, where there are so many incredible stories to be told. As always, we'd welcome any feedback or questions you have about what was discussed in this episode. And you can find more information about this episode's guests at wdm.iowa.gov backslash West Side Stories. Much thanks to Sally and Dave for being the featured guests this month. Remember that you can subscribe to West Side Stories on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And would you please help spread the word about the podcast by mentioning it to your friends and family? I would greatly appreciate it. So until next month, we'll be sure to keep enjoying the everyday here in West Des Moines.